What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Oh, Cartoon Casual Special Edition. I'm here with uh, Paul Gaines and Jill Gernetsky, two board members from the Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman. Yes. And uh, we're here to discuss a very special event coming up. A lot of you probably already know that I'm the other half of Cartoon Casual, but we wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> My better half. <laughs> no, I didn't say better half. <laughs> I just said half. Um, we want to do this podcast because uh, Jill and I want to get the word out on this platform of this really special event that's coming up uh, next Monday, December 6th. Right, Jill? Absolutely. Major Farron, 100th birthday. You better be there. Yeah, so uh, you want to tell a little about Major Farron and what, what he is, who he is, who he... Yeah. What, what he did? Uh, Major Farron was a B-17, uh, first started in co-pilot position, and then uh, became a pilot with the 8th Air Force over in England, the 381st Bombing Group, and he was there in July of 43, flew all 25 of his missions... And returned home, which many of those pilots and crew members did not return home. Yeah, so he was uh, he was there during, well, right in the middle of the war, went on some pretty big famous bombing campaigns like Schweinfurt. I'm sure Joe knows that mm-hmm. word, which is, we all know, is a very famous ball bearing factory. And the Germans can't wind their watch without ball bearings, so uh, everything they do in their war machine uh, can be, in theory, stopped if they just get rid of this ball bearing factory in Schweinfurt, Germany. He was involved in that. And I believe there was an account that he had. Oh, let me just back up a little bit first. Let's just say how, how you came to know him and what the celebration uh, is, is really about. It's his birthday, of course. Right. And he's a World War II uh, veteran, 25 missions, B-17. He's still alive. He lives in Arizona. And how did you come to know about him? Uh, actually, he's a personal friend of my attorney. Mm-hmm. And I heard about his impending birthday and, and had known that there was a B-17 pilot that was still alive, which is getting less and less. I think we were talking the other day and the youngest World War II veteran would be 93 years old today. Yeah, so we You can do, fact we, check me on that. We did the math. That sounds about right. over her office <laughs> and, then, and then Carl came in and said, well, it would have been, they would have got in 1944 at 17. So you just... Put those numbers together, and right. it's 93. And then I started realizing, because I remember not that many years ago, it seems, that I met World War II veterans that were in their 70s, which is true, 20 years ago. And you know how your brain works and doesn't make yourself age. And I'm, then we did that math, and I was like, holy cow. The fact is, they're all in their early 90s, yeah. at least, and he's 99 right now. And so... And again, it just it kind of brought it all home for me. Like they're all, they are dying at a very rapid rate. You know, of this World War II generation doing these very interesting missions over there and very dangerous missions. And, and we talk about that, but it really doesn't come home about how fleeting this moment really is. And we're positioned just right to make this event happen uh, and Paul was asking the inspiration for it quite frankly it was just me out walking around the industrial park early in the morning and I thought well I like birthdays 
and Major Farron isn't having really having a birthday party, so why why shouldn't we do it? And then I brought that idea to Paul and and Tim, the other part of the Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman, and dropped that in their lap, and we've run with it in a relatively short period of time. I'm thinking that was the end of October that we started talking about. So we're going to have people say, ah. You know, you're not real organized. What's going on? We don't know about this. That's why we're reaching out, and we're we're a war machine unto our own just to get the word out and make this happen. And people have been absolutely wonderful. So he doesn't um, live in Kingman. He lives in the Phoenix area, Scottsdale area, I think. And he went to the same uh, church as 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 your attorney. That's how he knew him, correct? Um, and uh, or knows him, and. Um, so, Joe, we started real quick thinking about, well, it's kind of cool to have a B-17 here, and we knew there's one that's stationed in Mesa? It's incredible how easy it was for you guys to get an old war machine here. Well, it's, it, <laughs> it just, like, just happened to be like available. To heavy iron, well, it's, yeah. just, it's like all these things all kind of fell into place, and you guys were able to make this happen. Obviously, it's, it takes work, but... We wish it could have happened the Sunday, but I guess they couldn't. How come it didn't? Because I guess the it, airplane was busy or something. No, Sunday Major Farron goes to church. Right, so that was off. Right, <laughs> so yeah. As you get older, that's you want to get get your church in. You got to get your church in. You have to you have to squeeze church in however you can. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Like I, I I I'm just so impressed with what you guys are doing. Now that I think about it, like it's it, it's incredibly impressive. So the airplane is not available on December seventh because you can imagine it's it's going to be at an event for Pearl Harbor Day, which right. is the following day. And we contacted them. We said, let's just see. I think I don't know if Tim did or you did contact uh, yeah. Commemorative Air Force, and they went, yeah, we're available that day. And we went, what? I mean, we we were shocked that it's not down for maintenance or it's not away or something. And we went, huh? Well, let's see if they're willing to do this. And they gave us a price tag, which is in the thousands of dollars just to fly it up here. And part of the deal is we're going to have a B-17 here. So this is a public event. Uh, and uh, we're going to get him and his family a ride in the B-17. The airplane's not here for rides, for public rides on, in this occasion. It's just for his birthday celebration and, and to have uh, arrange this flight for him and his family to go on this one flight in the morning. And then it's going to be on display. Uh, people can get ground tours for a few bucks going towards the Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman because this is costing us money to make this happen. Can we can we say how much? Sure. $9,000 to charter the B-17, essentially, to come up here for One that flight. celebration. And, wow. And I'd like to add that the family has agreed. We asked if one of the eight spots on that flight could be for a World War II veteran that shows up here at the Kingman Airport on that day. Right. If we could hold that one spot open if that happens. And they wholeheartedly agreed. So we'll have an alternate in case there aren't any World War II veterans that Yeah, because we, like. we did reach out. There was a, a World War II veteran that flew in the B-17. We got him a ride uh, a few years ago. I can't remember which one it was now. Do you remember which B-17 that was in? I, I think no, that was I aluminum don't. overcast, wasn't yeah. it? It may have been that one. But he, he flew on that. We've got pictures of him in there. I, I, I can't remember who. Is uh, that the one you flew? I don't remember that either. I can't remember if it was. I one. can't believe that you don't remember that. No, I don't remember if it was that B seventeen or not that he he was in. Ah, gotcha. Is okay. what I'm saying. Oh, got yeah, it. That, that's what I mean. Like that's such a life changing experience. How'd you forget? Um, that? Yes, that was aluminum overcast that uh, that I got to fly, which I wasn't supposed to fly. I got to too. Yeah, Jill did as well. It, it's pretty heavy on the ailerons. I will say that. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it's kind of. Yeah. Did you notice that at all? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like almost impossible. Like an A N two. Yeah. Seriously, I was like yeah. the A N two. Giant flying brick. Yeah. Um. So so we reached out to him again, and we think he has since passed because he was obviously oh. in his nineties, or at least eighty nine at the early at the youngest. And uh, Tim contacted him again for this event, and his phone doesn't work anymore, and he can't get hold of the family, and so he was a Kingman. Uh, World War Two vet, right? And huh. uh, so we, so there you go. That's you know, people are are not around very quickly. And this is one of those things. It's a it's a rare opportunity for you guys. And it's a hundred hundred and and anybody who attends, right? It's a rare it's a rare thing. Yeah, it it's a big deal to honor you know World War Two veterans. And then again, it's a very first of all, there's hardly anybody left in that category. You start doing this category thing, you move it down from uh, World War Two veterans. Not, I know what percent are still around, five percent maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe. you just had to guess, you know. And then you do pilots, and that's a little bit smaller. And then B seventeen, and then ones that did their twenty five missions and came home. Yeah. And then that that there's probably one of these. Maybe he, he might be the he only might be one. the last twenty five mission B seventeen pilot alive. It's very possible and prob probable. Yeah. Who now, knows? Yeah. now, just for the folks out there that don't know, the non aviation folks. Uh, why is this a big deal for Kingman? Like, why? Where, what's the what's the pertinence the pertinence there? Well, we have such a rich history with the Kingman Airfield Army Airfield in World War II training, uh, B seventeen gunnery. It was a B seventeen gunnery base, and we're steeped in that history. And it's a natural for the B seventeen to come here. Uh, our, I think on our bucket list, we would love to have a B-17 permanently here. Which I mean, we haven't, you haven't asked us about, order. The, which we'll talk about before we leave here, the the museum that we're going to be yeah. working on. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, and then after the war, there were thousands of B-17s that were chopped up here as well. Many different types of airplanes. And, and a lot, yeah, not just people think of it only B-17s, but there were a lot of uh, aircraft here, so... And we were trying to do, we don't have time to do this research, but um, there were, I think, about 30, we think about 30, 35,000 gunners that were trained here, and probably half of them were killed in battle. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about the, a fair number. Um, and um, we were trying to figure out if anybody on his crew was trained here. We were not trying to figure out because we're trying to get his, all the names and we couldn't put that together and then do the research to see if they were, because that would have been really, really interesting. The odds are pretty high. It's very, only a few places that were here in Vegas and then one other one, I think. There were three training facilities, I believe, mm-hmm. for B-17 gunners. And the first one was the Vegas airport, uh, which is now Nellis, you know, that turned into that. And then Kingman was built very quickly thereafter. Um, I, I meant to tell you about the speaking of the Schweinfurt bombing. I think you know he had a, an account. A Major Farron had an account of uh, some of his memories. He went through his logbooks, I believe, with his family, and started telling stories about these missions. And one of them was uh, the Schweinfurt one. And I think that's the one where he said that they lost. It was literally half of the bombers came back. Wow. So and he said they were under one one of the things. I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it, they they were under enemy fire, either anti aircraft or uh, air to air for three and a half hours. 
Can you imagine being? Yeah, these people are tough as nails. Well, and they incredible. They, yeah, so that's why they lost half of the freaking airplanes. Yeah, three and a half hours un, under enemy fire, the entire time, and losing engines and coming back on single engines or two engines, and the airplanes all shot up. And um, so you're pretty pretty lucky to get through that many missions. And he said a mission only counted to if he actually went into and, and dropped bombs. You know, that a lot of guys came back as mechanical problems. They were halfway over and they had to turn around and drop their bombs in the in the uh, in the channel, English Channel, and and then land. Um, so it's it's kind of an unbelievable feat, really, if you think of what you're under and what's going on, and to get back, let alone 25 times. Well, and at the age of 22. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Is like a lot of, a lot of that. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of that gets lost. Yeah, you people forget it. Like these guys are like the some of the old the oldest, uh, men serving were like 25, 28. Right. Yeah. And that's incredible. Now, um, do you have a question here? Uh, do you guys talk about the Aviation Center or Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman a little bit? So this was like, founded. What, what is it? What is your mission? The um, there was a museum out here for years. That's not too far away from where we're recording right now. And it um, it it was a museum for the Army Airfield, and um, it needed a lot of help, needed a lot of work, and it and it it's it never really got off the ground or never really got going the way that I would have liked to have seen it. And um, they have since uh, disbanded, gotten rid of all their stuff, and the. I guess the manager was he the manager who who passed? Um, uh, oh my God, Rob. Rob, thank yeah. you, Rob Chilcote. Was he the manager of the museum? I don't know what his title was, yeah. but he was one half of the volunteer effort at that yeah. museum. And he passed away only a few years ago. And when all that happened, um, Tim and I were having a conversation about wonder if we could can do this again and do it do it differently the way that we we vision it. Um, and then I think pretty very quickly after we spoke to Jill about it because she ma- makes a lot of sense. We all have different things that we would bring to the organization, you know, uh, different backgrounds and different uh, uh, histories. And, and, and we all agreed that Kingman is worthy of and is a great thing, a great place to have this venue. And we want to build a museum here. And but it's not just a museum. It, it's going to be an experiential place, you know, for for science and technology. You know, it's going to be um, uh, some STEM oriented stuff. So it's going to tell the story properly, what we vision properly of what this place was um, for the training facility, because it does it, it wouldn't exist if it weren't for that. So that's the initial part of it, and some earlier aviation uh, stuff that happened here. Like people don't know that Amelia Earhart and Charles Lindbergh were here promoting the airfield that's now Airway Avenue. You know, that's where that airfield was. And with uh, TAT, which turned into TWA. So there's a lot of history here that hasn't really been told properly. And uh, we think that Kingman deserves it, and we think the whole Southwest really uh, deserves this place. So that's what our main mission is. And so as this group, as our first sort of event, um, not even really an event, but we said, let's do this as this organization because we're a history kind of place to bring Mr. Farron here on his 100th birthday and pull together our resources and time and effort and energy and um, make it happen. Now, f- for the B-17 visit, run down the the the, the uh, details. December 6th. Yeah, Jill has, she come up with the de- for the itinerary for the most yeah. part, so it's <laughs> okay. probably burned in her brain. 
December yeah. 6th at uh, 9 a.m. The B-17 will be out on the ramp, Sentimental Journey. It's going to fly around. It can make a circuit around it's, town first. Right. So you will see a B-17. And you'll hear it. And, and you'll hear, for sure hear it oh, if you're outside. Not even the, if you're inside. La- the last one that came in woke me up. Remember that? When I was still working night shift? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what, what the hell is that sound? <laughs> And it, it woke me up, and I chuckled and went right, rolled over, and went right back to sleep. And then that's when I, I came out that afternoon. And you remember like, that it was here? It was yeah, coming it was like, ugh. Now, well, I think I said something like, now I know what the, the Germans felt like. And that was one. Yeah, and that was just one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you said. All right, yeah. so December 6th, 9 a.m., it'll be out on, uh, you know, out, on, out the on the ramp by the control tower. And at the, at the uh, airport. The Manhattan Dolls, who are a. a 40s era kind of Andrews sisters swing group. They'll be here at the airport and right they're on. here to pose for pictures and they'll sing on the national anthem and happy birthday for Major Farron, who will arrive at 10 a.m. He and his family and uh, he'll be Darl- flown. He'll be flown in. Yeah, her, he'll be flown in by Darrell Williams and the, her uh, attorney. So yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, Darrell will also be doing the master ceremonies after lunch for Major Farron's <clears throat> history and um, Q and A session. We're we're anticipating a question answer session, but that day will be one hundred percent Major Farron's. Mm-hmm. So if he's feeling it, it will happen. Um, and then, uh, well, early, early, he'll get the flight within like, get b- about flight. an hour after he lands, uh, have, well, have the flight. Right? We've got, um, Mayor Miles will be out here to do to the official gr- to welcome. Yep. And the Kingman Community Band is massing to come out here for a little performance. That's so great. we've got a, a lot. Uh, the VFW will have a presence and, um, Major Farron will have lunch, and then we'll be back at the airport admin building. So there's a little bit for people to really understand logistically where things are happening. Um, if you, they go through the terminal, we're going to have displays set up there. And uh, it's a full-day event. The um, you know People probably want to grab lunch while they're out here and uh, make a day of it. And we realize it's a Monday. Yes. It's a very important. It's a very important yeah. day. I I agree. And you're coming out, aren't you? Jeff? Yeah. No, I'll be here. Can't I've miss the B seventeen here. I can't. Be, yeah. I can't do that. It's uh, going to be too too cool to miss, and then and again celebrate and honor uh, World War II accomplished veteran. That uh, he also he became a um, flight instructor, B seventeen flight instructor, when he came back, I believe. Yeah. For do you, a period do of we time. know if he was ever ever spent any time here in Kingman? During the war, I don't think so. I don't think he did. No. He was in California mm. training and then uh, down to Texas before he got his B seventeen. One of the uh, things that also, in reading his, it's a ten page account of all the stuff that he remembered. You know, on certain flights and all that. And I keep going back to that because it, I read through it and I thought, geez. And he says, you you could see as they're getting closer and closer to their bomb sites. You know, starting to hit um, or starting to fly over German. Luftwaffe uh, um, uh, airfields where these airplanes are based. He said, and you can see them, you can see them taking taking off and slowly spiraling up to them. He said the whole time you you could see them coming up, for, and they know it's coming. Can you, can you imagine just that? Just the anticipation. Now, going, yeah, here they come. You know, hundreds of them maybe taking off and coming up after you. I can't imagine that and going. Hmm. I wonder if we're going to make it today. Yeah. 
was today the day. Yeah. Incredible. And the man's made it to a, a hundred years old. That's I, a feat. Yeah. I want yeah. like I'd just love to be able to just to sit and talk with a guy just one on one. Yeah. Like just because that the man's he's he's lived a life. And it probably sure. is going to, as Jill kind of intimated, it's probably going to wear him out a little bit being here and doing all this. It would wear me out, this schedule. I'm tired <laughs> thinking about it, and I'm only 40. <laughs> He's got 60 years on me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that's that's it. That's the event. That's the event. Did I cover enough what we want to do with the Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman? Did I say I, enough about that? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm really passionate about the youth, but what I'd like to see in that regard is that Tim and Paul and I, uh, we've always had a vision not only f- for the the museum, but for the airport itself. We know what a active, vibrant place this should be, and uh, we the museum is our means to achieve at least that part of it for our community and the venue um i guess i can mention who who helped us with the design of that we had some con- conceptual sketches and things like that and then one of my customers happens to be a kind of a well-known art director uh hollywood kind of art director person and he's a pilot of course and we had lunch one day and he just asked me so what's going on in your life and you know, i see you're working on stuff but what do you what do you like to do what's going on and i eventually got around to this museum thing and he was he kept listening and listening and I was blabbing on about it forever and finally I stopped and I went you haven't really said anything am I <laughs> am I because I Joe knows how I like to just you know go on just go and, on, and on and on and on and he kind of sits back in his chair and he goes I want to help I went Okay, I'm thinking. Yeah, write a great big check. Maybe he's multimillionaire. You could just. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, want maybe to that's help. What, that's what he means. How, how, how much? How much? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but what what he meant was he. Uh, I didn't really know what he meant at the time, but he immediately he was here for a few weeks working on his aircraft and went out and started measuring things. You want to know where it was, and being he behaved like an art director, like you would think with his certain hat on and his the way he was looking at things and walking around and checking all the light and got there early in the morning and was going all over the place. And one of the first things he did, which I thought was really cool, was um, I had a large, long tape measure. And he goes, you have a, you know, a tape measure? So we went out there and he measured the um, squares of concrete, the original World War II squares of concrete out here, and got an average and made sure they were all the same, which they were. Well, then he, he used that for scale, went to Google Earth, and got the above shot of it and picked up those concrete squares and knew how many feet they were, and that's how he scaled up the footprint of the building. He goes, yeah, this is the first thing we do when we do movie production. <laughs> Just use Google Earth and, makes make, sense. and measure something, and, and that's the scale. And I went, that's okay. It's so simple and obvious, you know. And uh, But I've got a lot of photographs of him doing some initial uh, drawings and things like that. So he came up with... Um, which we think is going to be a venue where people will want to go to it because of the how it looks also. The building looks spectacular in our mind, and it's not just a hangar. You know, it, right. it has the same World War II-looking curve that a lot of the hangars had to kind of a nod to that, that era of building. We wanted to have that, but everything else is more tech-looking and open, and it's it looks really, really nice. He did a, a really good job, and we hope that people want to, not even hope, they will people will fly here They'll talk about it. They'll, hey, have you checked out that new place in in Kingman? They'll come to fly and visit it. I know they will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I have I have total faith in that. And since we're on 66, that's a captured uh, captive audience. Do a lot of good uh, marketing that way. And probably every visitor that's on 66 that has a little bit of time 
will want to come and, and, and visit the facility as well. I believe, Jill, I hope, I think you do too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there it is. There it is. Do you guys have anything else to add? Uh, there will be limited cupcakes. Jan's <laughs> cupcakes is uh, <laughs> making five, five hundred cupcakes. Five hundred cupcakes. cupcakes and a cake that he that uh, that uh, Jill has ordered too for him. And then we mm-hmm. also learned that he likes coconut cream pie. So I'm going to do a pie run to Seligman just because to say that we did. Yeah, and uh, bring him back, and that'll be his. You can take that home with him. I, th- yeah. I think I'd just like to thank everyone on behalf of the Aviation Heritage Center of Kingman for all the outpouring and support to make this event happen. I mean, we've had a lot of input and help along the way in, in a relatively short period of time. And uh, we'll be doing a presentation shortly after this event. And I think the success of that will really buoy us and and let people know that you know when we put our minds to it we've make that happen and we still need some help with this because it's many thousands of dollars to of pull course. to pull everything off so people can go to um aviationheritagecenter.org and there's no kingman on that one we dropped that part but uh and and go check out the nice little promotional video which we, we should post on uh, cartoon casual definitely um web page and boost it a little bit and get some more money coming in to cover our costs it's taking us a lot of time too, and we were honored yeah. to do it. But it's like because because it's last minute. It's like oh god, we got to throw assets and effort and energy, and and it's uh, I, I, we're very glad to do it. But we'll also take a dig, breathe, exhale, huge when it's over. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's yeah. It's been a whirlwind. There's a lot of least. there's a lot of pieces, a lot of moving yeah, parts for is. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. You know, thanks, Paul, and Jill. You're welcome. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.